Hello, friend, and welcome to Joyfully Resilient Podcast. I'm Devela, your host, and I'm also a wife, fur mama, asthmatic health, faith, and fitness coach, entrepreneur, and chaser of Jesus and the abundant life that he has for me now after years of trauma and grief. Here, I believe that everyone struggles or will face a battle at some point during their life, some more than others, but the goal is to make it through the pain and the grief to find joy and resilience waiting for us on the other side. Whether you are here because you are currently struggling, have struggled, or know someone struggling, grab your cup of coffee or hype juice and come be encouraged that you are indeed not alone. Hello, hello. I first off want to say thank you so much to each of you who have already tuned into my intro podcast and shown me so much love and support this far. I am truly so grateful to have this opportunity. I'm so grateful for all of your love and support, and I just appreciate you so much. Today, I'm going to be talking about testimonies. What is a testimony? The definition of testimony states that it is a public recounting of a religious conversation or experience or evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. However, what truly makes a testimony? To me, a testimony is a life-changing or life-turning experience. It is a moment in time where God picks you up out of the dirt, dusts you off, and opens your eyes to the realness of His mercy and grace. In all honesty, I would love for my testimony to start out being, I was raised in a wonderful Christian home. Both of my parents loved the Lord with all of their heart, so they raised me to do the exact same thing. I lived a perfect life with no heartache, no turmoil, no hiccups. So here I am today, still loving God with all of my heart and trying my hardest to live a perfect life. But let's be honest. I wish this were my testimony, but it is most certainly not. For the most part, it has a lot of truths to it. I was raised by two amazing God-fearing parents that taught me how to have a genuine relationship with God and how to love Him with all of my heart, mind, and soul. I truly thought our family was perfect until the day that I realized how dysfunctional our family truly was and that we're all just a bunch of sinners that sin daily. At the end of the day, we're saved by God's unfailing grace. You see, both of my parents were addicts for years. My parents' choice of drug was methamphetamine, and they used because it was what they knew. They were both just trying to escape reality, just to get through life, to push through, and to just make ends meet. However, they knew that there was a life out there that was better. They knew that they had to make a change. They wanted to make a change, but they had no idea where to start. My dad was raised Mormon, but he found a King James Version Bible. He read it front to back, and he really truly sought out a real relationship with a real God. My mom, however, was placed right next to a lady at work that is one of the most God-fearing women I've ever met in my entire life. This woman invited my mom to church week after week after week. She never gave up on my mom. And because of that, my mom decided to go to her church. And from then on, both of my parents continued to go to that church. They soon found out that they were pregnant with me. After seven years of trying, they were finally pregnant, and from then on, they made the commitment to turn away from drugs, to give everything that they had to God, and to allow Him to transform their life, and that is exactly what He did. I am so grateful to be a part of their testimony. It makes me so proud to say, however old I am is however long that my parents have been free from addiction. That is amazing, and that is what God did for them. Even though I had amazing parents, I also had a half-brother from my mom's first marriage that had been raised in a completely different setting than myself. Like I said, my mom was an addict for years. 
My brother Christopher and I are 14 years apart, so he was kind of like a father figure in my life. Him and I had always been close. He was more than a brother. He was a protector, and he was my best friend. But in 2008, when I was 11 years old, my brother chose a life that led him to prison. And from that year on, he found himself in prison three more times. In the meantime, my family and I just tried to pick up our pieces that he had left behind, and we tried to make the best of the situation. Even though it was tough, we tried to stay close to God. And after my brother came back from prison, I realized that my brother that I had known for years was not the same brother that came home from prison the third time. I was truly convinced that God had given up on Christopher. After I let that sink in, the devil then convinced me that if God is so loving and so merciful, then what stops God from giving up on me too? For years, I battled between the Lord and the devil. I still believed in God because I knew that that's what I needed to do. However, my motivation to be a Christian was not there. I truly did not care to live for Christ anymore because no matter what church I had stepped into, I felt like an outcast because we had a dysfunctional family. I felt like everyone looked at us differently because we had a family member in prison. How could a family that is so sold out to Christ fail a family member so badly that they steer off the straight and narrow to the point of prison? Not only once, but three times. A point in my life where I should have turned to Christ for comfort, I did the opposite. I thought that when times got tough and when you make a certain amount of mistakes that God just gives up on you too. So what was the point in trying to please him? I lived a life for years growing farther and farther away from Christ each and every day. After I moved back home from college in 2015, I stepped back and realized how God had taken care of me in several situations in that past six months that I was living in West Plains. He made tricky and scary situations just fall into place and granted me so many blessings that I did not deserve. After that, I knew I wanted to work towards going back to church and having a relationship with him, but I let Satan creep in and convince me that I wasn't good enough to be a Christian and I didn't have what it took because of all the mistakes I had made in the meantime. About a month later, I decided to actually open my new study Bible that my church had given me for a graduation present. I was going to start highlighting some of my favorite verses. One in particular was Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never fails. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. After I finished highlighting, I realized it was definitely not what I thought I was highlighting. So I began to read the verse, and it was a true message from God. Jeremiah 33, 8, I will cleanse them from all the sin that they have committed against me, and I will forgive all of the sins of rebellion against me. When I read that verse, all of the lies from Satan were banished. I had goosebumps from head to toe, and I found myself sitting in the middle of my childhood bedroom floor, sobbing and reading that verse over and over and over again. I will cleanse them from all of the sin they have committed. God didn't say some of the sins or certain sins. He said all of the sins, even the sins of rebellion. My brother soon after went to prison and I questioned this time in my bedroom, but I was soon met with peace and comfort to know that he had a plan. Three years went by without him, and within those three years, we lost my papa and my grandma within the same year, and my mom soon endured kidney failure. In those times when I should have been a mess, and I was, trust me, but the Lord comforted me. Finally, my brother was released from prison and he came to live with my husband Caleb and I in our own home as his home plan since my mom was still recovering. My brother ended up living with us for nearly three years. You see, if God would have answered my prayer any sooner, I would have never had the opportunity to open my home to my brother. God truly transformed my brother the last time that he was in prison. My brother asked God earnestly for conviction. My brother sought him out every single day, and God showed up for him. He truly transformed his mind his body, and his soul, and it was apparent. 
the man that was in my home was the man that I had fallen in love with as a kid. The brother that would give his shirt off of his back. The brother that loved wholeheartedly, didn't matter who you were, he was going to serve you in one way or another. The brother that would bend over backwards for you in a heartbeat. The selfless, incredible man that I had fallen in love with was back. That brother was in my home and I was able to spend valuable time with him. I was able to have dinner with him every single night. I was able to laugh at his corny jokes. I was able to get aggravated by him. I was able to cook him dinner. I was able to help pack his lunches. I was able to do those things because God answered my prayer in his timing. Without that, I would have never had these opportunities to raise my little big brother, as we call him. My brother and I built furniture together. and We started our own business. Big brother, little sis co. That is something that I will always treasure. Those are times that I will never, ever forget. And those are times I will never get back. But I would have never had that opportunity if he would have gotten saved and if he would have came back to Christ any sooner. His perfect timing was perfect. So I like to say that with the help of God, Jeremiah 33, 8 saved my life that day. This was my very first testimony. And I thought you could only have one true testimony, but God has shown me otherwise. And that is why this podcast was breathed into existence. Over the past several years, God has shown me a lot. He has picked me out of the mud. He has cleaned me off more times than I can possibly count. He has shown up during times when I could not show up for myself. So don't ever let Satan into your thoughts. It is so unbelievably dangerous and only leads to hurt that you tend to blame on God. Fight back those negative thoughts. Fight back the negativity that you tell yourself in your mind because you think, oh, it's in my mind. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It is powerful. So believe me when I say God will never walk away from you. He will never leave you behind as long as you don't walk away or leave him behind. He is there always. You just have to seek him. The Lord I serve forgives all of my sin and accepts me for who I am because I am his and he is mine. That is my God. My God is the God of addicts. My God is the God of those who are sitting shackled in prison today. My God is the God of those who believe that they are not worthy of his grace and his mercy. He is not leaving. So if you're struggling today to believe that there is even a God out there, or if you're struggling to believe that God hasn't left you, if you think he isn't answering your prayers, I promise you he has. Look for the testimonies in the past, how things have fallen into place in ways that you can't explain, and hold on to those, because that is what is going to carry you into your next testimony. Those powerful situations is exactly what is going to breathe life into the next powerful situation that you are about to encounter. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep moving. Even if you don't believe in God, your story matters. Your struggle matters. Your testimony matters. So are you living out your testimony? Are you sharing your testimony with others? My hope today is that you know that if God has done it once, he'll do it again. That you will know that if you have made it through a tough situation in the past, you're going to make it out again. So remember your past. Don't live there, but remember what you have overcome already. Hold on to it 
and allow it to carry you through to make it through what you're currently facing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this podcast hit you in the heartstrings or you know someone who can relate, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with your friends or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for tuning in and allowing me to get real and vulnerable with you today. I cannot wait to see you on the next episode with me. Have the best day, my friend.